God that is our rock, he's our foundation, he's our strength, he's our friend, he's our friend. To think that, that Jesus would call us friends, it's overwhelming to me that Jesus would call me his friend. That he's not ashamed to call me his brother. What a God. I so love him with all of my heart. I know you do as well. Because you wouldn't be here if you didn't. It shows a desire that you got on the inside of you that you want to you hear more from him. Amen. If you have your Bibles this evening, we'll, we'll turn over to the book of Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 6. And like to continue our, our thought on God with us. Man, I want to be remembering Brother Ron tomorrow morning. Uh, actually afternoon, 1245 tomorrow evening at UVA. And, and uh, we will keep you apprised to everything that is going on and, and uh, keep you updated by the way of text message. And uh, if you know somebody that doesn't receive those and you want to share that with them by phone call, please do so. We'll be kind of flooded by by just sending out those things. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing that. And uh, we want the bride around the world to be praying. And we are absolutely believing God's report and expecting a good report. Amen. We, we heard on the spark of expectation. And we are expecting great things from a great God. Amen. And uh, so we just want to be remembering, Brother Ron, that... We don't know exactly uh, how evasive that will be and whatnot, so we're just asking that that the God would would anoint the doctors and the uh, everything that goes on there, and we know that He will because they're not just working on somebody; they're working on on God's servants. So, so we just want to be remembering those things. And uh, if you have not, if you did not, and have way of access to internet. Uh, if you have not listened to Brother Tim Pruitt's sermon from today, I, I ask you to do that. It is, a, it is such an overwhelming thought, and it is something that you need to hear on claiming your rights and, and speaking on, old thou sufferest, and uh, stand and be healed. It's such a powerful word, and I encourage you to do so this week while you have time. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 6. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Who would not fear thee, O King of nations? For to thee doth it appertain. It is due him. The fear, fear is due unto God. For as much as among all the wise men of the nations and in all their kingdoms there is none like unto thee. But the Lord is the true God. Can you say the true God? He is the living God and an everlasting king at his wrath. The earth shall tremble and the nation shall not be able to abide his indignation. Thus shall you say unto them, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens, he hath made the earth by his power. 
He hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. When he uttereth his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens and he calls us the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings with rain and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. That's the God that is with us and that's the God that has got your back. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got my back. Amen. With that in mind, let's call on the God of heaven just now. Heavenly Father, we call upon you, Lord Jesus, and we realize that what we have been given this evening is an opportunity that men that men have so desired throughout years to be standing in this age and be standing in this moment. Father, we are, we are a privileged people this evening to be sitting here in the presence of the King, and we pray that, that your people would feel your presence, and, and while we are passing by their way, that you would reach out and touch them. Lord, I know there's many that are sick and been battling different things, but we believe you're greater than a common cold, greater than the flu, you're greater than a cough. You are a God that has healing in his wings, and we pray that, that you would stretch out your wings across this congregation just now, and, and that, that the healing virtues of Christ would flow over this local body, Father. Lord, I pray you'd minister to them in a supernatural way. Lord, one more time, I yield my vessel to you. I pray as, as it were, I could just go sit down in a corner and you could use this vessel to speak to your children. Lord, I pray they not see me or hear me, but may they hear you speaking tonight. Lord, we yield our vessels and ask God you'd have thine own way. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. amen. God bless you and be seated in the name of the Lord. Turn with me over to Hebrews chapter 1. God is with us, and we will see miracles. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way. He's not a way, but he's the way. Jesus is not part of the truth, but he is the whole of the truth. Jesus said, I am. He said, whenever time you hear him say, I am, that means I am present tense. It is right now. And he said that I am the resurrection. That means he's the resurrection right now. He said, I am the door. I am the life. I am the bread. I am the water. I am the fountain. I am the root and offspring of David. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is in a class all by himself. There's nobody else like Jehovah. There's no God like our God. He's in a class all by himself. There ain't nobody that's got a name like Jesus. It is his name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's no one beside him, none like him, none before him. He's in a class all by himself. But he has a name that is the sweetest name that's ever been uttered across mortal tongues. The name of Jesus brings almighty God by our way. And if you want deity in your midst, you welcome and receive the word in your midst. Now Hebrews tells us that God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person 
and upholding all things, bearing all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins by himself, purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. We are gathering a picture of a God that is with us. Now we read this with you to you last weekend on, on, in the message, what was the Holy Ghost given for? He, he said, now God poured himself into Christ, correct? Christ poured himself into the church, therefore. Now watch at that day you will know that I am in the Father and you are in me. And I am in you at that day you'll know it for it's the whole thing. The whole thing is one plan of redemption coming down. That God coming back to live and dwell with and commune to his people as he did at the beginning. Now then as soon as he gets his church in speaking conditions, gets his church to a place that he can flow himself through and love and persuade and fellowship, then there will come an Eden. When he gets his church on speaking conditions, where they're communicating back and forth to each other, when, when you're not afraid to, to lift your voice, when you're not afraid to pray, when you're not afraid to go out in public and stand as a, as a testimony as, as of the living Lord Jesus on speaking conditions where, where he can whisper those, those sweet secrets into your ear and he can speak lip to ear to, to you and you can speak lip to ear to him on speaking conditions with Almighty God. And we're living in an hour there where men have longed to be in this day. On a day when God has dispersed himself like never before, when he released his power, the same power that came down on the day of Pentecost has been released in this hour. We have seen that God move in power, move in demonstration. As he is the God that wrote the word, he's the God that is obligated to keep that word. He's the God that is obligated to back up that word. Superman needs his cape. But I'm not Superman. I got a super God that lives on the inside of me. We have seen this God as he is the one that wrote the word that had told us that these things were going to come to pass. He's a God that said these things. He's a God that has backed up all of the things that have happened in our midst and we have seen this God in this day like never before perform miracles that were too hard for doctors to figure out. There were cases that come up, come up against God in this day when because Satan has tried to hide his very best to try to hide from doctors and there was a prophet on the scene that would say, oh Satan, thou hast hid from the doctors but you can't hide from God. And there have been hard cases that have come against that have come against this message. But this message is not a man. This message is not just pictures. This message is Christ. 
We've not come here to talk about, we've not come here to talk about a church. We've not come here to talk about a man. We've come here to talk about Jesus Christ. We've come here to talk about the God of heaven. We've come here not to talk about a message, but to get in a message. And that message to get on the inside of you and I and that message to live like never before. You see, if all this is is just me preaching it, Brother Ron preaching on Saturday and Sunday and you go back out to your job on Mondays and you go back into the same routines, what good was your weekend spent for? You see, it's gotta be more than you going to church and spending two or three hours there and hearing a man stand behind the pulpit and shout and talk about a God that is not dead, that he's still living, but is he really living on the inside when you go to work on Monday? I don't, I don't want to, this is not about just going through the everyday life and you proclaiming that God sent a prophet. It's way past that. It's past God's and a prophet, but now it is a people of the open book taking what that prophet said and living it out in this day. This is modern events made clear by prophecy. We've seen this God move and operate in human flesh just like he did as he did 2,000 years ago. We've seen him create life. We've seen him speak to storms and he speak them right out of existence. We've seen him curse the enemy and the enemy thwarted and defeated and destroyed. We've seen this God do impossible feats. We are seeing a God who is invisible work in humanity and declare himself Jehovah. Now he does not have to, he does not have to perform miracles to prove that he's God. But because his word said that he would is why he performs miracles. You see, God is with us and we will see miracles. And why are we guaranteed that we're going to see miracles? It's because the Bible said so. Are you with me? Because the Bible said so. And there is a people on the face of the earth that have a God-given character to handle the power that's been placed in her hand. We have seen a God work in our midst like never before. We have seen the king's sword go into action as it went coming, as it came, and it did not come with a sheath upon it, but it come ready to do work. It come to cut and it come to tear down. We have seen the third pull, the opening of the word in operation behind the veil of humanity, behind that tent. It is not a public show, but it is vision, it is veiled behind humanity. And though the world, though the world may not see it, we realize that there are carnal impersonations of the first pool and the second pool, but there can be no impersonations of this third pool. Satan don't know nothing about it, but there's a people on earth that knows exactly what it is and they're putting it into action. What is it? It's the king's sword. This is the king's word. And the Bible said that where the word of a king is, there is power. Amen. Hello. Brother Branham would tell us that when two omnipotents come together, that something has got to shake. When an omnipotent God and an omnipotent faith and almighty God comes, that the miraculous has to be performed. 
Are you with me? The Bible said that he is omnipotent. He is all powerful. And Brother Branham said that when that omnipotent faith, that means an all powerful faith. Where's that gonna come out of? It's gotta come out of a people that believe more than God's able to do it, that, but they believe that God will do it. Come on, somebody. The church world believes God's able to do it, but we're a people that realize that God will do it. God ain't backing off of his promises. It's we that get troubled by the things we see. But don't you be scared by the giants that stand in your way. The bigger the giant, the bigger they fall. Hello. If you want a victory, you gotta have a battle. We are in a battle for spiritual places right now, for heavenly places, and Satan wants your position. Satan hates you. He hates me and I hate him. But I know that God is my friend. Woo, hallelujah. That's the God who is with us, the all-powerful one. Now when Jesus, when he come into the city over in the book of John chapter 11, when he come over there into the city of Bethany, when his friend Lazarus had died and been dead four days. Now, now to think that all of the people that were sitting around Jesus, when the news came to Jesus that his friend Lazarus was dead, what a, what a friend we have in Jesus. And when the news came that his friend Lazarus was dead, then Jesus spoke these words that this sickness is not unto death. You see, because, because Jesus knew what was on the other side of it. Now, if you were a carnal believer and you were sitting around Jesus and you were just looking at the symptoms you would think, well, this is nothing but another false prophet when Lazarus had been dead four days. Oh, but I thank God that there's some believers that look past the symptoms, that look past what they can see with their five senses, what, what they can look past with their eyes. Come on, somebody. But look at the faith that Martha had when she came to him. In verse 21, she said, then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, Lord, if thou wouldest have been here, my brother had not died. She was not rebuking Jesus for not being there. She was letting Jesus know the faith that she had in him. She realized that if Jesus would have been in the house, Lazarus could not have died. But this was a sickness that was not unto death, but this was for the glory of the Lord. If you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Woo, but I love this, but I know now, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask God, God will give it to you. Even now, Lord, I know that you have the power to speak into existence. I know you have the power to ask. What about you when your friends come to you? I heard you're a Christian. I heard you believe in divine healing. What about you asking? This ain't just the pastor asking. This ain't just the deacon asking. This is you asking. Jesus said, if you shall ask anything in my name, 
You're not operating in a weak God's name. You're operating in the God of heaven. But even now, no matter what, no matter the circumstance, no matter the condition, no matter how bad it looks, even now, Lord, I want to say this to you that the circumstances couldn't have really gotten any worse for Mary and Martha. They done went through every emotion that you can imagine. Their brother had died. They had been a friend to Jesus, which they thought was the Messiah. Are you with me? They went through the emotions. Here, G, here Lazarus died. They go through the emotion of him dying. To me, this is everyday life right here. This is a scripture for everyday life. They're going through the emotions. The funeral's passed. The circumstance can't get no worse than this. The condition can't get no worse than this. The burial had passed. The sealing of the tomb has passed. And four days they had. Eve, they had four days of grieving. But even though they had went through the emotions, when they seen Jesus coming down the road, Martha ran out and said, even now, Lord, Oh, hallelujah. I want to ask you today, no matter what your situation and no matter the condition you're facing, can you say, even now, Lord? Even now, Lord. Yes, I'm facing a giant, but even now, Lord. Yes, I'm facing things as a Christian that I never faced before, but even now, Lord. There's a people that believe that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we're not going to fear any evil. Woo! Why? God's with me. Notice the channel of faith that she had dropped into. She allowed all the inlets and the outlets of her spirit realm to be controlled by faith. She allowed her conscience, her reasoning, her imagination, her memories, her affection to be controlled by faith. Whoo! There's a whole lot of things right there could be preached right here. But she allowed all of those things to be controlled by faith. You see, a lot of times, you allow your emotions to get the better of you, and you don't allow faith to go into operation. But if you can let loose of your emotions one time, look past your fear, look past your reasonings. Yeah, it looks like all hope is gone. Look past it. Let your faith operate. You see, the reason why Satan wants to keep you quiet is he don't want you speaking. Because when you go to amen in the word and when you go to speak in the word, saying what the word says, there is coming out of your mouth, come on somebody, a word of power that will whip the devil any time, any place, under any situation. But we will not allow, we will not allow the enemy to stick a sock in our mouth and shut us up. We've been quiet too long. Now's the time to let the word loose. It's a time to let faith speak for the impossibilities. Name your situation. Name your mountain. Give it a good name. And watch as it begins to fall. Hallelujah. Goliath walked down there, champion, but he never walked away. They drug him out of there. 
Goliath has come into our camp, but he's not walking away. Hallelujah, Satan is going to regret the day that he pointed the sword at this David. Hell is going to regret the day that it pointed the sword at Full Gospel Lighthouse. What you're getting ready to see in the natural, you're going to watch in the spiritual. Hallelujah. And it's going to give faith to a people to believe for the miraculous. Brother Alden sent me this this morning. I told him I'm using that tonight. He sent me a quote. Brother Branham said if someone was telling me I believe it was my brother back there telling a story about a man, a minister in some one of his congregation. He said he could walk a log. He said, Pastor, sure, the Lord's with you. He said, I can pack a log across my back when I go across. Sure, the Lord's with you. And he went and done it. He said, I can pack a log and a wheelbarrow cross at the same time. Sure, pastor, the Lord's with you. Your faith can do anything. He said, I can put you in the wheelbarrow and pack it all. He said, now, wait a minute. That's different when you're included in it yourself. You see, it's mighty good for us to say amen. It's mighty good for us to say, I believe that's true. Oh, I know, I know I just brought you out on a limb with me. I just made you believe in the impossibles, but will you get in the wheelbarrow with me? You can shout with me. You can say amen with me. You can preach with me. But when I ask you to get in the wheelbarrow of faith and tell you that I can pack this thing across, are you willing to get in the wheelbarrow with me? Are you willing? You're not getting in the wheelbarrow with me. You're getting in the wheelbarrow with Jesus. He's never lost one off this side or off that side. He'll take you through. He's got your problems. He's got your sickness. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Glory. We're a people that ain't afraid to put it into action. We ain't afraid to get in the wheelbarrow of this message. <laughs> Woo. I know some of us is like a wheelbarrow. We ain't no good until somebody gets behind us and pushes us. But even so, Lord Jesus, I don't care how you got to get me across, just get me across. I don't care if you got to pack me across. I don't care if I'm weak and I can't get across. If you can pack me across, get me across. Some of you may be stronger than I am and you might have to lift me up every once in a while. But even so, no matter what it takes, we're the bride of Jesus Christ. This is not one man. This is about a body. Brother Random said it makes a few comments on untapped resources. I'll just make a few comments on these. But the tree of life has no end to it. He said, we got untapped resources and you're scared to step out and take God at his word. Again, he says in here, ye him, all things are possible to them that believe. We've got the untapped resources of God at our hands to display God. 
untapped resources to display God. Woo! Right in our hands. Hallelujah. We are sons and daughters of God. When God made man, he made him a God. Swallow it. Swallow it, it'll help you. Hallelujah. He made him a God. He gave him a dominion over the earth, but his fallen estate dropped that. But what they lost by Adam, it was restored by Christ. He said, if you say, oh my, this is more than just a scripture right here. He says, you putting it on your lips. He said, if you say, look at your neighbor and say, if you say, God's with us and we're going to see miracles. If you say, if you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what you have said shall come to pass, you can have what you said. All things, whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. He restored to us all that was lost in Adam. Come on, church. You got untapped resources. You got resources that you ain't even reached in and got a hold of. But don't leave them untapped tonight. Reach in there. And say like David said in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all of thine iniquities all of them, who healeth all of thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Woo! Forget not all of his benefits. When you wake up tomorrow morning and you start your day, forget not all his benefits. Come on, somebody. You go to the grocery store maybe on Friday nights and have a little date time. What are you doing? You're stockpiling your refrigerator. You're stockpiling your freezer so you got something to eat all the way through the week. I, right now, I want you to open up your spiritual refrigerator and I want you to get all the benefits, all these resources. Open it up. There's gonna come things this week that you're gonna need. You're going to need overcoming power. You're going to need perfect faith. You're going to need a man that can turn on the light. Woo, come on, somebody. You're going to need a paradox. You're going to need more than a man. Open it up. And let Jesus come on in. Woo. Isaiah 40 and 29. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. When I woke up early this morning, and I began to seek God and ask God and find God and look for God, I come across this scripture right here. I read this thing probably thousands of times. But this morning, after our pastor had preached on the expectation, a spark of expectation, I had myself a good old gasoline blowing up on the inside of my living room. But they that wait upon the Lord. If you go to looking up that word wait, but they that expect from the Lord. Whoo, you ain't expecting this 
from down there at the gasoline pump. You ain't expecting this from the doctor. You ain't expecting this from the lawyer. You ain't expecting this from the banker. You're expecting this from God. But they that expect from the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He told us to walk through the land, possess the land, inhabit the land. You're going to walk through it, and when you're starting to get faint, he's going to renew your strength, and you're going to keep on walking. Woo, if you walked out of the grave, I'm a walking too. The Bible said in Daniel 11 and 32, that the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The people that do know their God shall be weak and do nothing. Come on, somebody. If you know who your God is and you know who you've been birthed by, you will be strong and you will do unexplainable things. You will do extreme things, exploits. This is a people that do know their God. This ain't a people who do not understand God, but a people that know in whom they have believed. A people that understand the God of heaven is fighting their battles. This is a people who know that they are not weak in faith. This is a people that's not pushed around by the enemy. When he sticks up his scarecrows around this message, that ain't scaring you because you ain't no crow. Hallelujah. I'm an eagle. I was born free. But this is a people that do know their God. They're not worshiping him in the name of titles. This is a people that do not believe in the Trinity, but they realize that God displayed himself in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They don't think God is three. They know God, that God is displaying himself in attributes of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And now he is displaying himself in a body. This is a people that realize that they're packing on the inside of their soul, almighty God, and on the inside of them, there's enough power to go out and create a new world. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're talking about somebody else besides me. No, I'm talking about you. I'm calling your name tonight that you have the ability by the power of the spoken word to speak conditions out of existence this is what he's brought us to speaking conditions there are people that do know their God and you will be strong and you will do exploits look at your neighbor and say get ready we will do exploits this is a people that's been baptized in his name that's been called by his name that speak in his name that live in his name that sing in his name that dance in his name that realize there is no help but from God they realize that he's the God that restores our health they realize that this God is a God that gives us our money he's the God that feeds our souls Woo. Moving right on along, it seems. But praise the Lord, anyhow.
Now when God spoke to Moses from a burning bush and Moses went down to Egypt to take over, what a sight. The prophet said that when, when Moses got down there, he showed the phenomena because he was God's voice. How could a man pick up dust and throw it and say, thus saith the Lord, not a flea in the country in a couple of hours from then, everything's crowded full of fleas. Not a fly nowhere at all. And he'd say, let there be flies. And the first thing you know, a big old blow fly begin to fly around. And there, they were bloating the people everywhere. Who? What man could do that? It was God using that prophet, making his word a sign to give a call that we're not staying here in Egypt. We're going out of Egypt. Oh, hallelujah. But he didn't just send his voice to take them out of Egypt. He sent his voice. His voice was sent to come out of and to go into. You're coming out of the cosmos and you're being birthed into a new world. Ooh, come on, somebody, Brother Branham said in 1965 that we are at another Ephesians. We are coming out of this world and going into that world. We have come out. We have been separators. We've been not partakers of their unclean things. We've separated ourselves from the friends of the world. But Moses, when he come down to the Red Sea, the Red Sea was in his way. And God said, speak to the sea. What's in your way? This ain't Capital One. What's in your wallet, but what's in your way? What's in your way? You got things that are standing in front of you. If it's a sickness that is trying to destroy your pastor, it's in your way. Speak to that sickness in the name of Jesus. And you watch that demon fall. Watch that demon run for cover. I'm talking about a people that's not afraid to speak the word. He was in his way and he was able to speak to that sea and the sea had to stand at attention as the children of Israel walked over because greater was he that was in Moses than he that was in the sea. Oh, hallelujah. And that same God is with us tonight, but he's not only with us, but he's in us. He's proved he was in us because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What are you afraid of tonight? I'm afraid of Jericho. Why you gotta be afraid? God said he'd give it to you. There's giants in that land. Don't you bring back some negative report. Be a Caleb, be a Joshua. Bring back a positive report. There's enough grapes in this message that'll feed everybody. Come on, somebody. If it took two men to carry that gra those grapes back, what about this message? This is not upon the shoulders of some man. This is on the basis of the I am. You remember those rainbows? And Brother Branham was out there and he's hunting and he's sitting there and he said, I started walking. He said, I started walking. And he said, there was no sun out there nowhere. He said, it was cloudy and there was three rainbows. And he said, I just began to walk and something said that's far enough. He said, Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus Christ of the New, which was confirming my message of him. This was not a message of William Branham. This was a message of him, Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Christ didn't die. Christ didn't die when Jesus was hanging on the tree. 
Fan, fan your neighbor, they'll be okay. Wake them up. Christ did not die when Jesus was hanging on a tree and he said, it is finished. Christ did not die because Christ is the anointed one. Christ, come on somebody, you can't kill God. Oh, but a man called Jesus thought so much of you and I that he took upon you the sin of the whole world and bore it down all the way into a devil's hell and he made a delivery and when he dropped off your sin in hell because you ain't gotta go there brother William he's already made a way and when he got down there and dropped off a delivery of your sins he walked down to the devil and he kicked the door in he said, oh, I've been waiting on you to get here for a mighty long time. I thought I had you when I had Daniel. I thought I had you when I had Elijah. I thought I had you when I had this one. I thought I had you when I had Joseph. But finally, you're here. Amen. Oh, I am the virgin born son of God. And I have come down to take over. Woo. And he wretched over there and grabbed the keys off of the devil. Hallelujah. I can imagine Jesus giving him a good old kick. <laughs> and he shut the door to hell so that you don't have to go there. And when he rose up early on Sunday morning, he had the keys in his hand of death, hell, and the grave. Amen. The anointed one never died. Hallelujah. Christ never died. Let me tell you this. You can go to the tomb. You can go to the grave. You can die just like Lazarus died. But one of these mornings, if you pack it on the inside of you, Almighty God, and you have expressed the gene seed of Almighty God, one of these mornings, one of these mornings, one of these mornings, one of these mornings, it's gonna be us that are alive and remain, but you're gonna rise first. If you go by the way of the grave, you're gonna rise first. Don't you be discouraged if your loved one's gone by the way of the grave. They're the ones gonna rise first. They're the ones you're gonna watch come walking up your sidewalks, and you don't be afraid, you let them on in. It's a proof to you that it'll give you faith for a rapture like never before. giving praise in the house of God. That same God's still speaking. That same God's still living. You ain't gotta fight it, it's finished. Hallelujah. It's he that's speaking. It's the one that said he never leave you and never forsake you. It's the one that cannot fail, the one that cannot lie. He said he'd be with you even in you to the end of the world. If he did it for one, he's got to do it for you. He's still speaking. And looking to the unseen. Whew, I hope you're getting this tonight. This is bigger than me. Have faith in God. Excuse me. Brother Bram said, have faith in God, don't doubt we don't see all things, but we see Jesus. He says, now, which is that old fella here that, that held up his hand a while ago that wanted to be saved? Right here in the wheelchair. You believe God knows you, brother? 
I don't know you. You got a prayer card? You don't. All right, you believe God can tell me what's your trouble? If he would, would you believe he wants to heal you? You're shattered for death. It's a cancer in the lung. Would you believe that God will make you well? You do. Then if I was in your place, you know what I'd do? There were some lepers that sat at the gate one time and they said, why sit we here till we die? Let's get up and do something about it. If we sit here, we'll die. If we go in the city, they're dying in there, so we haven't got no choice. If we go down to the camp, they might spare us. You're gonna die in that condition, sitting in that wheelchair. Jesus Christ is your only hope, that's right. So why don't you rise up from there and take your chair and go home and be well in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe every one of you? Then stand to your feet. I don't care what's wrong with you. Stand upon your feet and believe God. All that wants to receive Christ at this time, raise up on your feet any way you want to. Raise up your hands now and praise to God. Raise up your hands. Believe him. Here comes the man up out of the wheelchair. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody stand up regardless of your pain. Oh, Lord God, we look at the unseen. We believe now that you're Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We condemn every devil of doubt. May they walk by the unseen tonight. Grant it, Lord, through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we ask it. Now praise him with all your heart. Get up out of your chairs everywhere. Be well and healed in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. Step out of there and go on home and make you well. He says, go to praising him. And the angel of the Lord begins to move down. He said, is he pulsating to you? Is he pulsating to you? And then a voice came and said, I'm the Lord that raised up Christ from the grave. I'm the one that sent the Holy Ghost. I'm the one that gave the promise. Brother Branham has nothing to do in this. He surrendered his life to me. I'm using his spirit. I'm talking through his lips. That's me. I'm the Lord. That same one still speaking today. Come on, somebody. It ain't William Bourlevon. It's Jesus Christ. It ain't Alden Fraser. It's Jesus Christ. It ain't Donnie Nicholson or Nathaniel Holmes. It's Jesus Christ. That same I am is speaking. Why sit there till you die? Get up out of your condition. Rise up out of it. Rise up out of it. Go to praising him. Is he pulsating to you? If you stay in that condition, you're gonna die. Get up out of it. Glory adios. You can leave your shadows of death behind and you can be a miracle. Oh Lord, oh Lord, make me, make me a miracle. Let it start in me. Let it begin in me. Let it breathe in me. Let it start in me. If it's gonna be a miracle, let it be me. Let it be my prodigals. Let it be my family coming back home. If we're gonna see miracles, we gotta pray like never before. We gotta believe like never before. We gotta ask like never before. Don't, don't you ever dare to ask something too small for God. You are talking to God. Now I'm gonna give you some sound doctrine here. I'm gonna give you some things. That's gonna comfort you. 
Because you're going to walk out of this atmosphere and you're going to go right back into Laodicea and somebody is probably going to flick you the bird. You're going to leave heavenly places and you're going to go right back to Laodicea. Believe me, it happens. I left one time after I got done preaching a meeting and I thought I was going to be raptured. As soon as I pulled out on the freeway, Lord have mercy. That man talked about my mama for a long time. It makes you realize that these are still temporal bodies. But listen to this. He said, miracles may take place on a platform and a few days later, maybe the enemy come in. He said, but look, if you've got, not Brother Branham, but if you've got, thus saith the Lord, just let the storms howl. The devil can't beat you around on thus saith the Lord. You see, if all you gather from this meeting tonight is emotion and going through another service, if you just gather those things, the devil can beat you around on that. But if you can take what Jesus said, that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be given unto you, the devil can't beat you around on that because that ain't your word, that's God's word. God's still got a voice and your voice is his voice. Deity's not in heaven, but deity is in you and I. When God speaks, he gives strength. When God speaks, it's forever settled in heaven. When God speaks to you, you do what he tells you. When God speaks, all hell moves. That's everything can't stand in his presence. It was that voice that changed my life. It was that voice that set my course. It was that voice that made me a new creature. I was in a car this, this past Friday. And I just turned, I felt to turn on on a great warrior, Joshua. Just felt something pulsating me to move and look in that direction. And I hadn't been in a car by myself maybe about 10 minutes. If a cop would have got behind me, he probably would have pulled me over. I hadn't been listening to that message maybe five, ten minutes and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost began to flood that car. I hear the prophet say, now look, if my spirit was as my shadow is a shadow of the material, say my shadow would be the spirit of the material and the body supernaturally. Now the body of the Lord Jesus is the shadow as it was of the natural physical body of the Lord. And notice if healings, if power, if visions, if the things that Christ had in him has gone out of his shadow, which you are, then Christ is paralyzed. If healings, if powers, if visions, if these things that Christ had in him has gone out of his shadow, then Christ is paralyzed. You see, that's where the church world has tried to push it off, that these things are days gone by. But notice he says his natural body sits paralyzed because that, if his physical body moves, his shadow will have to move with it. If we are in Christ by the Holy Ghost baptism and the way that the body of Christ moves, it'll move the same way on earth. For this is a shadow of his body, amen. Hallelujah. Always been in figurative types and, and it is tonight the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice, now taking it out of the things of the world, the body, predestinated by God, called of God, elected by God, chosen of God, saved by God, baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit and made members of this body. 
Now I want you to know what titles he gives to the body. Alive, ready, and willing. Come on somebody. You are not a people that are paralyzing Christ, but you are a people that's on your feet. That's walking to the beat of the sheet music. You're sounding it out. You're becoming on the word. You are the written pistols read of all men. Come on somebody, you're alive. You're alive, ready and willing. My shadow will move every time anything in my body moves. And the Holy Spirit body of Christ will move just as Christ moves. And if Christ in heaven can ever get his spiritual body on earth moving as he wants it to move, watch. Watch for things to happen. It's become, it's beginning to come to life. They've paralyzed it long enough. But the Holy Spirit is bringing it to life, bringing life into it. And it's beginning to wake up and beginning to move. And because it sees its position, these dry bones can live again. Prophesy thou son of man. And I heard a noise and a rattling and those bones come together. You are the people of the book. Hallelujah. Prophesy thou son of man. These things are for you. Now we got, last weekend the devil was trying to push us in a corner. Let's push him in a corner. Let's push him in a corner. Let's push him so much in a corner that he runs out of Brother John's corner and runs out them back doors as fast as he came in. He ain't welcome here anyway. He might as well leave, but he shows up time and time again. He's a stupid devil that likes getting his teeth knocked out. Let's give it to him one more time. We are moved by the Spirit. If healings, if power, if visions were in Jesus, you can't separate it. And if Christ had rights, you got rights. If Christ had power, you got power. If Christ had visions, you got visions. Take the book, eat the book, become the book, speak the book, prophesy again, bride. It's your duty to say what the word says. Stop letting the devil beat you around on what you've been told over and over and over again. Start doing it. There he goes. Here he goes. That was one person that pushed him out. What about you? That was somebody that said, I'm not willing to live with him anymore. I'm not willing to put up with him anymore. There's a people that's so completely yielded to him that they know what he wants done with the word. This bride has so much power that she can say, house of hell, give way in the name of Jesus Christ. It's God using mortal lips again. And when she says, house of hell, give way in the name of Jesus Christ, you know what happens? Hell has to give way in the name of Jesus. Hell ain't sitting there, but when you speak those things in the name of Jesus Christ, House of hell, give way in the name of Jesus Christ. How in the world can hell hold what God has loosed? You're a freed people tonight. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm free. 
I'm free from fear. I'm free from chains. I'm free from drugs. I'm free from alcohol. I'm free from pornography. I'm free from pills. I'm free from my own self. I'm free from complexes. I'm free from sickness. I'm free from dogmas. I'm free from creeds. I'm free from stigmas. I'm free from myself. I'm free from my past. I'm free from every devil that tried to destroy me in my early years. But God was for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. We're not paralyzing Christ. We're letting him loose. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walk out of it. Stop walking into the prison bars. Walk out of it. He opened a door. Brother Jim, I'm telling you right now that God is for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan swore he'd destroy our families. Satan swore that he'd destroy us. How can you bind up what God has already loosed before the foundation of the world? The only thing that is keeping you bound is when you accept the devil's bluff. Every believer in him tonight is likewise possessed, so possessed, so completely given over till his words become like the words of Christ. Psalms 46 and five, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. Somebody say, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The Lord of hosts is with us. You see, Satan has to recognize you. It's because he has encountered you before. He encountered you when you whipped him, when you walked into that fire with Daniel, when you walked into that fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You whipped him them, you're identified in Christ, you're identified there. Come on, somebody, you whipped him when you whipped him in Joseph. And when you, when you were in him in Christ, when he climbed up Calvary's hill, you whipped him there. Satan has to recognize you because he's encountered the one that's living on the inside of you before. And year of God, little children, and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. All that was in Christ is in me. Every power, every anointing, every miracle that was in Christ is in me. Hallelujah. This ain't a time to be quiet. It's a time to speak. It's a time to go forward. When there were, tell me when were, was there ever a time outside of this time? When was the time that the sons of God was ever to be manifested outside of this time now? This ministry is joining him and his church together. This is your day. This is your hour. This is your moment. This is your message. This is your pillar of fire. This is your prophet. This is your Jesus. God of hosts is in her. He's in the midst of her. What's in God's in me. 
Hallelujah. A Messiah church with Messiah power, with Messiah signs. Nineteen sixty adoption. Now this may just choke you to death, but did you know that men that are sons of God are amateur gods? How many ever know that? How many knows that Jesus said so that the Bible Jesus said, Did not your law say it itself that ye are gods? And if you call them gods, which God said in Genesis two that they were gods because they had full domain over the dominion of the world. He gave him dominion over all things and he lost his sonship. He lost his godship. He lost his sonship. He lost his domain and Satan took it over. But brother, we are waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God who will come back and take it over again. Waiting for the fullness of time when the pyramid gets up to the top. When the full sons of God will be manifested. When the power of God will walk out. Hallelujah. And will take every power that Satan's got away from him. Yes, sir. It belongs to him. This is the hour when the power of God will walk out and take every power of Satan away from him. I have just read to you the greatest quote that you'll hear all year. If you can put this into action, when the power of God will walk out and throw the power of Satan away. We're not waiting for it. We're here. We've arrived. Now are we sons of God. He swore by himself. We're waiting for a time and here we are. We're at the top of the pyramid. We're at the last stage. And we are here walking out and taking every power away from Satan, away from him. Now Satan is a deceiver. And don't you ever underestimate him because he's slick and he's smooth. He'll slip in in such a way that you won't even recognize him. But I want you to realize that legally Satan has no power. He has no power because all of his power was stripped away from him that day on Calvary. Oh, if you could just go back and listen to that day on Calvary, it'll set your soul flying. But if you can realize that all his power is, is bluffing. Satan has no power only as he can bluff with it. If he can bluff you into it, all right, you'll have to have it. Ain't that a bad deal? That he has no power, but all the power that he has is just a bluff. It's just a lie. He's calling your hand on it. And the only power that Satan has is to get you to believe his lie. You see why Satan is scared of you? Because we have the answer to the devil's question. We are as sons of God right now. Now, I, I know it'd be pretty amazing to watch this tonight if you could watch it in the natural. But this is a spiritual battle. But if you could watch this literally take place, if you could watch Sister Brenda Klein come up here, and we got a 10 foot, 10 foot giant that's standing in front of us. Maybe y'all don't know Sister Brenda like I do. But I know when it comes down to it, Sister Brenda's a fighter. 
There's a whole lot of fighters up in here. Y'all heard that? Y'all didn't hear that on the internet, but that was a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know who we are, and we ain't scared. Got a little bit of attitude with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you imagine... Let's just put a 10-foot man up here and all of his strength and all of his power and Sister Brindle comes up here and grabs a hold of him and takes all of his strength and all of his power and throws it in the trash trash can. Man, that would be awesome. I'm telling you right now, I'd pay good money to watch a 10-foot man be defeated by a little, little lady like Sister Brenda, just calm and collected. I'd pay good money to watch that. But you know, I come here every Saturday and Sunday night and I don't have to pay good money to watch it. But I watch sons and daughters of God walk up to a 10-foot giant and take all of his power away from him and remind him who he is, that he is a tool in God's hand and he can't touch one hair of my head unless God gives him privilege and anointing and allows him to do it. There's a people... I said, not today, Satan. She's on her feet, so I'm gonna tell it on her. Maybe she sat down and I won't call her name. But there was a little lady here. She's she's one of my, she's just one of my favorites. She's just, just a wonderful young lady. And she was working at her job, and there was this, there was this customer that came in and gave her some attitude and just told her what, what she was going to do and what she was going to do after she got off of work and what how she was going to call and, uh, and report her and everything else and she told her she was going to whoop her she told her she going to whoop her and this little lady said hmm we'll see about that you see she knew she knew She knew who she was. And she wasn't afraid of the battle. Oh, if you could look at Satan when he comes and he tells you that he's gonna rob you of your pastor, that he's gonna rob you of your church, that he's gonna rob you of your health, rob you of your strength, rob you of your wife, rob you of your children, rob you of this, rob you of that. You can look at him and say, hmm, we'll see about that. Hmm, we'll see about that. Satan, we're not backing up. We're not giving up. We'll see about that. We're calling your bluff. Back up, Satan. You're an offense to me. Hallelujah. We'll see about that. He said he's going to destroy Ron Spencer. We'll see about that. He said he's going to destroy this church. We'll see about that. Who's going to stand against this Goliath? We as sons and daughters of God, we come against him in the name of Jesus. Satan, you're a defeated foe. Woo! We'll see about that. This is life. You got a right as a son. You got a right as a daughter. They put this here for me. I better take a sip of it. They may may not give it out to me every weekend. Thank you, Brother Matthew. 
I enjoy Jesus. I was sitting and I was listening. I'm closing. Musicians can come. I was sitting and I was listening to Brother Tim's service today. Sitting in my study. I was going over these things. Brother Tim's adult choir came up and they started singing a song. They started singing a song that there's, that my name is written down in heaven and it's mine. You see, that name was put there before the foundation of the world on the Lamb's Book of Life. They started singing that song and you could just feel as the anointing was coming down and just listening to it and his presence was drawing near. And they come down to the end of that song and Sister Elena Butts, she began to take off running. She began to take off running. This was a this was a daughter of God that Satan had swore that he would destroy with lung cancer. Oh, hallelujah. And when she realized that her name was put there before the foundation of the world, and something rose up in her, and she took off running through the congregation. You see, she was running and dancing from a body that had been freed. She was running and dancing from a body that Satan swore that he would destroy. That Satan had put his hands on God's property. But there was a minister that said, Satan, take your hands off of God's property. She had a right to run. She had a right to dance. I say to you, church of the living God, Satan has to take his hand off of God's property. He cannot legally have Ron Spencer. Ron Spencer ain't here tonight, but if I were you, I'd dance for Ron Spencer. I'd run for Ron Spencer. Satan, take your dirty hands off of God's property. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're running from free bodies that Satan swore that he destroyed. We got a right. We got a right. They shall run and not faint. If you can ever realize that the immortal one lives on the inside of you, Sin can't win. Satan can't win. Hell can't win. Cancer can't win. Depression can't win. Anxiety can't win. If you ever realize who you are and you start talking today, you start talking to Satan, not tomorrow, but today, right now. He's got to come down to a time when you're not afraid and you're not ashamed to let it loose from where you're standing at, no matter where you're at, no matter if your friends are around, no matter if your colleagues are around, just start speaking it into the atmosphere. Say, Satan, you can't have my gallbladder. You can't have my body. You can't have my strength. If you ever move into a spot into a channel and you allow the mighty conqueror to come in that channel and you allow to start speaking those things he didn't say if I say them but if you say them if you can ever move into that realm of the supernatural and you start speaking these things and you realize your position that you got a right to say these things you got a right to pray these things you got a right to worship 
The government's trying to take our gun rights from them, but they'll never take our God-given rights from us. Satan has tried to rob you time and time again, but he can't rob what God has given. I know some of you are afraid. I know some of you are afraid to even ask it. I know some of you are afraid to even let it come out of your lips because you're afraid that it's going to be wrong. You're afraid that you're going to get let down. Who's going to let you down? God ain't going to let you down. God ain't never let me down. Come on, somebody. If anybody's, as if anybody's ever believed, if any church has ever seen miracles, it's this church. So why are you afraid to let it come across your lips? Satan ain't nothing but a liar. Satan told you he didn't have no right to dance. He told you he didn't have no right to sing. He told you he had no right to worship. Why start listening to the devil now? We ain't listened to him from the beginning. Why should we listen to him now? Hallelujah. You're his victory. Let it come across your lips. I need healing on my hands. I need healing in my family. I need healing in my past. I need healing. I need healing. All right. Let's ask for it. And let's watch it come to pass. I'm asking you to believe like never before. I'm asking you to act as if you are in your last moments and you're asking, you're asking for things that only you could ask for because you know the need. This God is with us. This God is for us. This God is in us. I don't remember the date, but a few months ago, a few months ago, I asked a, I asked a certain young man by the name of Brother Seth to come down to the, here to this podium and to give you faith and to give you a, a, an expectation to believe like never before, I speak these things so that it'll charge you to say things and ask for things that you don't see, that you can't see. Things that you can't understand, things that you don't know how they'll come to pass. I'm asking you to ask. It's easy for somebody to ask it's easy for somebody to ask when they know it's right there, when they can see it coming. But when you can't see it coming, can you still ask? I brought Brother Seth up here and I began to speak to him in his spirit realm and I started speaking to him. Brother Seth had been battling with things in his stomach, things, kidney stones, and the doctors had told him that there were things in his lungs. They told him that there was things in his lungs. I brought Brother Seth down here and I told him, I said, Brother Seth, do you believe me? He said, I absolutely do, Brother Andrew. I believe you. I said, well, I'm telling you right now that hanging between you and I is a light. And if you ask, God will give it to you. And on that next Wednesdays, the doctors called back and they said there's nothing in his lungs. <laughs> Why? Because a son was not afraid to ask. Let your faith loose. Let your faith loose. Let your faith loose. Will you believe like never before? Go to praising God for the things he's gonna give you. 
for the things that you can't see, for the things that are impossible, for the things that are a paradox, for the things you can't understand, for the things that you don't, you don't even know how to even ask, but allow the Holy Spirit to make intercession for your groanings. You're not backing up, you're not giving up, you're standing on your feet, you know who you are. Now start speaking for the un, unround, in the unseen realm, and allow God to bring those things that you can't see into visibility. Ask him in the name of Jesus and watch him come to pass. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we call upon you, the God of heaven. We invoke you tonight and declare and decree that there is none like you, that there's none beside you. You are almighty God. And if that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead, if it dwells on the inside of us, it'll quicken our mortal bodies. I pray that as we begin to speak these things into the atmosphere, that we watch them made manifest. We are going to watch the miracle match our sound. We're sounding them out in the name of Jesus. We're receiving them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Satan, you're nothing but a bluff. You're a liar. You're defeated. You're a loser. You're a deceiver. You take your hands off of God's property. We believe more than God's able. We believe God will do what he said he would do. In the name of Jesus, I go to praise him. to praise him he's a high priest of your confession don't you accept what the devil's robbed you what he's told you that you're going to have to live with don't you accept that confess confess what the word said never have a negative testimony Oh, teach. 
that expect from the Lord shall renew in their strength. Well, they shall mount up like an eagle. told brother Nathaniel Green shared something with me last weekend there was a man that had, had went up to heaven and he was standing there and there was a big conveyor belt that was standing there in glory and, and out on that conveyor belt kept going these little small boxes and they would leave glory and they would drop down to earth and it is just a little bitty boxes going across there. And the man looked over in the corner and there was all types of huge, monstrous boxes sitting over in the corner. And the man asked the angels that were working, he said, now, but what's those big boxes over there? He said, those are big things. Those are huge things. I said, why aren't, why aren't those going out on the conveyor? I said, because people are too afraid to ask for big things so all they get is little things Lord keep me today bless me today watch over me today and they do that on Monday they do that on Tuesday and they just get little bitty boxes but oh if we could go to asking for things that, that we can't even understand how in the world God's going to give it but if you could just ask for it if you could just ask for it God will put it on that conveyor belt and God will give it to you. Don't be afraid to ask it. And God ain't afraid to give it. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Oh, they that expect, oh, from the Lord, who oh, shall renew their strength oh they shall mount up with wings as an eagle train is about for glory this train oh this train is about for glory this train oh this train is about for glory oh oh nothing but the righteous and the holy this train is about for glory this train oh this train it's a good train this train, oh, this train, it's a Holy Ghost train. This
this train, oh, this train is bound for glory. If you ride, you better be holy. This train is bound for glory. This train, oh, this train, it hold my granddaddy. This train, oh, this train. Get home, my grandmama, this train Oh, this train, it's a good train If you ride, you better be back in Jesus' name This train, it's a good train This train Well, I'm gonna take a trip On that good old gospel ship I'm going far beyond the sky This world could high. Oh, I'm gonna take a trip on that good old gospel ship. I'm going far beyond the sky. Oh, I'm gonna shout and sing until the heaven ring while I bid this world goodbye. Well, I've good news to bring. That is why I sing all my joys with you I'll share. I'm gonna take a trip in that good old gospel ship and go sail, sailing through the air. I'm gonna take a trip on that good old gospel ship. I'm going far beyond Drink while I bid this world goodbye. I can scarcely wait. I know I won't be late. I'll spend all my time in prayer. And when this shit comes in, I'll leave this world to sin. I'll go sail, sailing through the air. Come on, get with me. I'm gonna take a trip on that good old gospel ship. I'm going far beyond the sky. Oh, I'm gonna shout and sing until the heavens ring while I bid this old world goodbye. Now, if you're ashamed of me, you have no Sure be left behind while I'm sailing through the air. Oh, I'm gonna take a trip on that good old gospel ship. I'm going far beyond the sky. Well, I'm gonna shout and sing until the heavens ring while I bid this whole world.
ocean I'm going far beyond the sky Oh, I'm going to shout and sing Until the heavens ring While I bid this old world goodbye Now if you're ashamed of me You have no right to be For with Christ I am an heir And if too much fault you find You'll surely be left behind While I'm sailing, sailing through the air Oh, I'm gonna take a trip On that good old gospel ship for the unexpected it's unbelievable but it's true and we're the people that believe it give him one more praise as you're dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus God bless you go fear in the name of the Lord Jesus well I'm going to take a trip on that good old gospel ship I'm going far beyond the sky